0: Our scripture today comes from Jeremiah, chapter 8. I invite you to turn there with me or follow along on the screen. Jeremiah, chapter 8, beginning with verse 18. Hear the word of the Lord. You who are my comforter in sorrow, my heart is faint within me. Listen to the cry of my people from a land far away. Is the Lord not in Zion? Is their king no longer there? Why have they aroused my anger with their images, with their worthless foreign idols? The harvest is past. The summer has ended. We are not saved. Since my people are crushed, I am crushed. I mourn and horror grips me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then? Is there no healing for the wound of my people? Oh, then my head were a spring of water, and my eyes a fountain of tears. I would weep day and night for the slain of my people. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy Lord, your word is so sweet. We pray that your Holy Spirit would enlighten us, that our hearts and our minds would receive, that our ears would hear. So that your word would not fall away quickly, but would settle and and hold fast. We pray, gracious Lord, now. I pray that you will take these words of mine, turning them from water into wine. Because we know you will use even the simplest of things and do a miracle with it. So do it even now in our midst, holy God, this day, in Jesus' name, amen. Anybody have like their favorite ointment kind of thing? You know, you get a scratch or a cut. Are you like, you go to the Neosporin every time? Yeah, you've got a favorite? I love you, Lucas, so much. He's like, yeah, me. School is in, right? Yeah, we got our favorites. We got our our Neosporin. Or maybe you're still a Vaseline person, right? Maybe. Or or do you have like rough hands and like you go to O'Keeffe's? I don't know. I've never tried it, but that's what I hear, right? Keiths or I mean, the list just goes on and on, doesn't it? But we all have our favorites. And then somebody's going to tell you, well, have you ever tried? Right? We all have, because we have our favorites. So you need to try, because it'll work for you. It works for me. So it's going to work for you. You just need to try it. And then I then we're going to find that random person who's, who's watched my big fat Greek wedding too many times, and they're going to come at you with the Windex. Because the Windex... That fixes everything, right? We got the go-to. It's going to fix. And then there's some people that, like, you get a big cut, and you're going to just go get the duct tape and just good to go, right? We do it. We all have our thing. We got our way. We're going to fix it. We know because it's worked for us. It's worked in the past. It's going to work this time. Don't have to worry about it. And so you need to try out what I got. And if we're not careful, (laughs) We start to sound like we're selling steak oil, you know? It's like, here, try this, try this. If you tried that, you got to have this, you got to have that. Nope, nope, that's not going to work. You need 10 different things. And we do that. We're always, we're always trying to fix things, right? There's, there's something. If something goes wrong, we got a way to fix it. We're going to fix it. We're going to figure it out. We're going to make it work. We're going to make it work. We're going to keep trying, and we're going to make it work. We're going to make it work. It's going to work. It's going to work figuring it out, and it's going to happen. Just ask my husband and I. We were working on a ceiling fan a couple weeks ago. It works. But if you went and bought a new one, now that really works. But ours works. (laughs) We got the part. It's in there. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine right? But we got it fixed. Some things though, they just don't, you just keep working at it until you get it. Or you just get fed up and you're like, nope, I think I just got to get a new one. (laughs) I think it's time because you've tried, you have put in the effort, you've used your favorite balm of some kind and it's just not working. And so you got to try something else. You got to try something else and and it happens in us to us in so many different ways and so many different times and places because we we there's always something broken or something that needs help, something that needs fixed, maybe you're know, having a conversation and and I, I apologize to the to the many friends of mine that I'm like, oh well, I'll tell you what's wrong. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. It just happens. But, but, but we, we got to fix things. And so, well, I'll help you or, or, well, why didn't you listen? And and then relationships can get a little prickly sometimes because we were trying to work it out, but it didn't just not quite get in there. And, but we're, but we're trying, but we're really trying. And, and there's that project and gosh, darn it. It's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work, but we just keep putting in the effort. And, and sometimes if we're not careful though, we, we get a little worked up about some things. Maybe, maybe not you, maybe it's just me, but sometimes we can get a little worked up about things. Right? And it's the things that we want to fix or we want to have answers to and we want to see somehow there's gotta be a way. There's gonna be a way. And so we're just working at it and we're working at it and, uh, and, Maybe we're getting a little too worked up. And so all of a sudden, instead of just like working at it, we're like working at it. And, and you can feel it start to tense up in your body too because you're working at it and it should be working. And I've been putting in all this effort. And maybe it's the thing you're trying to fix or maybe it's the relationship you're trying to fix or, or maybe it's that work issue that you're trying to fix and you're trying. But that thing, that thing that you're trying to fix, all of a sudden it's taking over. It's taken over more because it's not just it's not just something that you were working on or given some time to. Now it's kind of consuming. And it's not just consuming, but it's it's causing like this tension to happen too, because it's it's just not moving. There's no progress in it. we're not we're not really budging and you're just kind of stuck there. It's when that's when you need the wD40, right to get it. Well. But I'm telling you that we, we get ourselves so, so anxious, so knotted up, so full of anxiety and doubt and worry. You know what I mean? And Jeremiah is talking to the people of Israel. He's talking to God's people. And Jeremiah, this prophet, he's known as the weeping prophet, this dear man, he went through a lot with these people. God's gone through a lot with his people, still is. These people that Jeremiah was to be sharing the word of God with, to be reminding again and again, because that's what we do. We get reminded again and again. God had said to his people, hey, I love you. Here's, Here's what I want for your life. I want you to know me. I want you to put me first in your life. And when you put me first in your life, it's going to be a good life. You're going to have this land and you're, you'll you have abundance and it's going to be a good life. And they're like, awesome. So we just had to put you first. He's like, yeah, that's all I want. I just need you to put me first. And they're like, cool. Man, what's going on over here? This is, this is, maybe I want to see if I can can, maybe I can help out over here. God, hold on. I'm just going to see if I can help out over here get myself all tied up in something other than you. God's like, nah, I didn't ask you to do that. I asked you to put me first. This stuff will get worked out. I need you to put me first. This stuff will get worked out. You got to come back to me. Come back to me. But they're like, oh, okay, we'll come back. Ooh, wait a minute. Something shiny caught our attention. So all of a sudden now, not only are our people, are the people of God like trying to engage with others, but now they're also, now they're also like starting to do other things too. I don't, I don't want to just help out here and fix this. Now, now that I want to, I want to do that because that looks, that looks fun. That looks like something I could be a part of. You know, that that sinful nature, that those things that we just get caught up in doing, that takes us away from God. And God's like, no, 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 I need you to come back. Me, remember? I said, I just need you to put me first. Just put me first. And, and, and it'll be really good if you just put me first. But again and again, prophet after prophet, king after king, the people just kept turning away. And God said, okay, listen, I'm trying to get your attention. So here's what I'm going to do. <whistles> off to Babylon you go. Off to another country. Off taken away. This is not, what, this is not where you want to be. This isn't where you were promised to be. But I'm going I'm to send you off. Hold on. Don't forget about me. You keep worshiping me, though, because I got a way. I'll bring you back. I always have a way, there's always a way back, there's always a way back. So Jeremiah is saying again, hey, there's still a way back, remember God said there's a way back. But Jeremiah just lays it out there, just the brokenness of his heart saying, you are my comforter in sorrow and my heart is faint within me. Because there is so much hurt and brokenness, there is so much doubt and skepticism and it's just got us all bound up. He's like, we hear the cries, the people are crying out, "Is there a Lord? Is the Lord not in Zion? Where is He? It says, the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we're not saved. We don't have an answer yet. We haven't been restored yet. What God? When? You know what I'm talking about? Those prayers that you just feel like, come on, God, come on. What am I enduring? What am I going through? How much longer? Why not me? Why not God? Why not? And God's saying, hold on, I got you. But we're crying out and the prophet's saying, I'm crying over it too. My people are crushed. My people are crushed. And the, is there no balm in Gilead? Well, I don't know about the balm in Gilead right now, but I got you some Neosporin. The balm. The balm in Gilead. We're going, well, does it say it anywhere else? Ah, there is. There's one other place in scripture that talks about the balm in Gilead. It's back there in Genesis. It's a real thing. It was a real place. You might remember there's a story of Joseph and his 11 brothers. They didn't like him very much, and they talked about maybe having him killed, but then they thought, our dad wouldn't like that very much. How about we just uh, sell him as a slave to some people passing through? And these people, these traders who were passing through had just come from Gilead with spices and balm and resin, and they were on their way to Egypt, and they gathered up Joseph. And they took their new slave with them. This place, Gilead, was known for its healing balm. This place. Yet, we don't need a place. I don't care what you can find on the shelves at Walgreens. The balm that we need is Jesus. The balm that heals is Jesus. The balm that corrects and gives courage and binds our brokenness is Jesus. It is always Jesus. It will only ever be Jesus. So I don't care where the balm is any longer. I don't need the special one. I just need Jesus. I need Jesus because because the tears come the prophet says, oh, that my head were a spring of water and my eyes a fountain of tears. I would weep day and night. Can I, Anybody who can testify to the power that comes through weeping. Listen, if you haven't had a good cry, there is power in a good cry. And anybody sitting there thinking, because I know, you're like, no, I don't cry. I'm telling you there is power in a good cry. Because cause you know, you got yourself all worked up and things just aren't moving. They're not budging and, and you just can't do anything except the tears start to come. And when the tears start to come, you need to let them go. You need to let them go, because as you let go, as the tears and the sobbing, sobbing is great too, because it's really using the lungs. And as you get the sobbing going, the lungs are going, and then you're gonna get to a point where the sobbing becomes a deep, cleansing, powerful breath. And that cleansing powerful breath allows a release to be recognized that once had been bottled and held so tightly too has now been let go has now allowed those streams to flow and healing and refreshing to come. There is power in letting go. There is strength in seeing the one who holds all the power, who holds the healing power and allowing that balm To bring healing. To allow the movement to happen. I've got a few challenges for us this week. I want to see how we do. You tell me at the end of the week when I see you next. How it's gone. Number one. There's three things. (laughs) First thing. Every day. You need to remember find a place, a way, a time to remember that God's grace is for you everywhere, anywhere, anytime. God's grace, it is there. It is free. It is refreshing. It is is renewing. It will restore you. Remember that grace, that amazing grace is yours. Number two, don't forget to give God what you're trying to hold on to. What you think you have the power for or what has proven to take hold of you. That would be a little word called confession. To give it over, to let it go. Do you realize that as you remember and, and recognize the grace that is yours and then open your hands and, and let go of the things that you need to confess, it's also the way that you're able to receive that grace. It's in letting go that we receive. It's then giving over that we are overcome. Overcome by that grace. So first, grace. Second, confession. Can we maybe just do that, though, before we go any further? That confession is an important piece. It's a powerful piece. So I want to invite us to just do a little bit of that in case you're not sure how to do it. We're going to say a prayer together. It's on page 12 in your hymnal, or it's going to be on the screen, too. But it's someplace that you can find it. It might be helpful to have it throughout the week, right? But we're going to share in this prayer of confession and then I'm going to give us 60 seconds and I'm going to time it because I want you to have some time to invite God to share with you what it is that you might need to give over to him. Now, we might be saying, well, I don't really know what that is. That's okay. So in this time of prayer, you just say, God, Reveal to me the things that I need to let go of. Reveal to me what it is that I need to confess to you. Let's pray. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole hearts. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law we have rebelled against your love we have not loved our neighbors and we have not heard the cry of the needy forgive us we pray free us for joyful obedience through jesus christ our lord amen My dear friends, hear the good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Glory to God. Hallelujah and amen. Remember, God's grace is there every moment, every day, no matter what is happening. Give God everything that you are holding on to. Offer it up. Let it go. Confess it. Let it be his. Because we receive that grace anew again and again every time we let those things go. And number three is that I want you to find time in God's word every day. That's number three because you know that those are the places that we find the reminders that God has been faithful and is faithful and will be faithful, and so so we need to spend time in God's word. and And look, I'm not trying to tell you you need to start at Genesis and read the whole way through. I'm not trying to tell you that you need to go to the to this book that can be so confusing. Please, may, read a psalm every day, just one psalm. Find the ways, that, they're prayers, right? They're, they're ways that we can come before God and recognize that we struggle with things and things aren't always easy, but God is still good. so good. So maybe read a psalm every day or even greater, still join one of our Bible studies that are gonna be starting here in about a week and a half. Like come and be a part of them. There's gonna be at all different times and days, Tuesday, Wednesday, afternoons, evenings, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Thursday, Days. Just, just find a time to come and and be in God's word. Be in God's word. Those are the ways that we that we see how life, all of a sudden, isn't about the tense and the fixing and the doubting, but it's about the letting go and the freeing and the trusting in the One who is above everything, who who is the One who has the power, who has the control who will see us through. Grace, confession, the very word of God. See how it goes this week. I'll be waiting to hear. Will you pray with me? God, you are good and you are faithful, and we pray that you you would help us to see the ways in which we need to come back to you put you first in our lives. Allow our tears to be fountains of refreshing so that our lives would not be full of doubt and anxiety, but we would be free to live in the joy that is ours through Christ Jesus. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.